Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. That's true. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast where Har- where Carly will read out the movies that are currently free <laughs> on Voodoo. I can't do that. However, I did get an email this week about cult classics that are currently free on Voodoo. Uh-huh. And two of them have been Tony's picks. Good job, Tony. One was um, Tank Girl. Oh, I can't remember what the other one was. Oh, it was Jack Frost. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about them redoing Temple? Oh, my God. That's free on Voodoo? With Margaret right Robbie. I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> Elaine, did you hear that? What, that they're going to redo Tank Girl? They can't make it worse. <laughs> I still think he's going to come back and reprise his role as a kangaroo. I oh. hope he fucking does. Oh, can't get man. enough of mutant kangaroo iced tea. You know what? And I hope that um, Lori Petty does a cameo. Um... They certainly couldn't make that movie worse. I don't see how it's possible. Um, please don't try. <laughs> I know the I know the makers of hey, Tank Girl are currently that, listening. Each of us has picked a specific movie Could genre. Not? I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I only have to take one more chocolate out and then this <laughs> thing is done. Are you AS was it ASRM fans or ASMR? Yeah. I'm Carly and I have drama and romance. I'm John. I believe that Lane can leave those rappers <clears> there for another two weeks. Ooh, challenge. We take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Today's week on the podcast is Elaine's pick, The 13th Warrior. What year did that come out, dear? 99, I think. Okay. Hold on. I didn't write it down, so now I'm going to have to check. You okay. should vamp. Talk uh, about something. Talk amongst yourself. <laughs> so this week, I'm going to try real hard not to sing things. Oh. Because last week, I, uh, I sang a couple of... Uh, there yeah, was, was a ball. Please don't. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So I was correct. It is 1999. <laughs> it was 99. My friend. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. I hate you. I mean, not really. That's just a term of affection. Oh. You know what? If you don't watch it, you know how you're going to wake up tomorrow? <laughs> I won't. I'm going to turn the lights on. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I have your attention. Please. I would, <laughs> I would murder you. Wow. Uh, you, we have this recording, so if I end up dead. <laughs> By straight who, razor. Yeah, guess who's going to jail? <laughs> we'll have a straight razor in our house. I might beat him to death with a pillow, though. I'll say, also, if, don't eat any of her meat pies yet. Yeah. If you wake me Ooh. up that way, I think I'll just laugh because Tony doesn't sing. <laughs> no. It's better for everyone if I don't. He also never wakes me up. Because <laughs> yeah, I get up before and after you. He'll just let me sleep until before I Before and after you? I usually wake up around 3 o'clock in the morning and can't go back to sleep until 5. And then I'll sleep between 5 and 6.30. And then... I wake him up if he's not up by 7. Yeah. If I wake up before mm-hmm. Elaine, I try to be quiet and get and leave the... And, but if Elaine wakes up, she tries real hard. Bless her heart. I try very hard to be quiet. She is not quiet. I am too. We'll have to agree to disagree on it. She gets up like she's fucking Sweeney Todd making meat pies. Can we stop talking about Sweeney Todd? doesn't make the meat pies. You're right. Okay. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Let's now. talk about the 13th Warrior. Let's talk about... <laughs> this guy is six... Love it. <laughs> Are you finished? Mm-hmm. He's not finished. Are you actually finished? Mm-mm. No, we don't. <laughs> I told you, six months. <laughs> this movie, The 13th Warrior... Got a 6.6 out of 10 with a 42 Metacritic score on our IMDb. Mm. It has, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 65% audience score and a 33 thermometer. 
Wow. But it's not received well so by the critics. So the audience critics. liked it, but the critics were like, this is shit. Well, is, I'm not, as usual. I don't think the audience really liked it either because it had a budget of $160 million and domestically it made $32 million, but its worldwide gross was only $61 million. So that's what they call so, a colossal failure. <laughs> yeah, real, real bad. I saw this in the theater. So did I. It was directed. I thought he looked familiar. Yeah. That <clears throat> was a guy to the left. That's right. Huh. Actually, right. I think I saw that in Norfolk, as a matter of fact. Well, I'm sure I did. For Virginia Beach. Where did I put my reviews? 99, I was probably in Virginia Beach. Speaking of reviews that aren't good. Um, Big 07 rates this 1 out of 10. It's titled Hunko Junk. Hunka Hunka? Hunka Chunka. What a mess. This movie is a complete, utterly stupefying bore of a movie. The script is inane. The acting is somewhere else. And what about those incredibly fake-looking shots of that boat on the seas? I could have filmed a toy boat in my own bathtub and made it look more realistic than this. They need a 13th warrior? This movie needs a whole lot more than that. Avoid or perish. Wow. Who said this? Or perish. Big O7. Big O7. Big old seven. All right. Well, he's a big old stinker. Ooh. Well. I mean, we'll see, you know. On the other hand. Ah. Matt, 420, <laughs> rates it a 10 out of 10. Well, he was high. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, <laughs> obviously, I don't know. he's high. This is really funny. Just wait, just wait for the end. This movie is really exciting. I found Antonio Banderas was good in the movie, as were the other actors. The action was really bloody and nasty. But was exciting to watch. The scenery was incredible, and there was lots of good laughs throughout the movie. Overall, a good job by John McTiernan, who also directed the horrendously boring Thomas Crown Affair. Did he say the scenery was amazing? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Did he lots say the Thomas fog. Crown he Affair was all boring? Fog. I've never seen that. I want to see it. Can you look that up for me real quick? Thomas Crown Affair? Yeah. Thomas Crown I don't Affair. think you can do it, but it's real good. Maybe. Oh, uh, you may see it next week. Carly, what did you think going into this movie? I thought... Is this the movie Max said he would listen to if we did it? Yeah, we're not going to tell him we're doing it either. I've never seen it. But I was like, that sounds familiar. I think it's the one Max said, if you do this movie, I'll listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Which is why I haven't done it before now. <laughs> Damn it. John. I thought, well, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, dude. Okay. Because I've seen this a bunch of times. Because you love this movie. I do enjoy it. It's a good it's quality flick. Maybe. We'll see. I, no spoilers. I remember liking this movie when I saw it in the theater, and I think I've only seen it one other time since then. So I was kind of like, huh. I, I, it's one of those movies I've wanted to get around to rewatching, and I just never had, so it was good to see it again. I think that you should. You know, I'm glad I gave you that opportunity. <laughs> All right. This movie was directed by... John McTiernan, who also, as that, as Matt four twenty said, the Thomas Crown Affair, which is a good, great movie, <laughs> and it's not a also a podcast. Got yeah, apparently not. Die Hard one and three, so the best Die Hards. Predator, Hunt for Red October. Just the first Predator. He did. He directed Predator. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hunt for Red October, which is a movie I love. I love Hunt for Red October. And the Medicine Man. Ben loves the Hunt for Red October because it's so accurate. <laughs> I'm like I don't I've never seen that. I don't, I don't, I don't get that joke. <laughs> it's a drama, so I can't do it. But I find it a really good movie. Ben, I'm um, sorry. Don't don't take this on. Also, <laughs> this was written. This is based on a novel by Michael Crichton, and he got both Cri- a Crichton or is it Crichton? Crichton. 
Crichton. Crichton. Crichton. That's one of my favorite authors. You know Elaine can't pronounce anything. C. It's Crichton. I was like, wait, go back to our. What was it that? What movie did we watch? Catch you by. I know, but what movie was that in? Go back to our long Three Musketeers. Yeah. Go back to our Three Apprentice. It's just a. Pronounce again, but again, again. Go there. back to our um, episode about t- it's like Tretchy Butt. What's a Tretchy Butt? It's time for Red October, Crichton book, or is it? I don't know. Tom Clancy. Mm-hmm. I think it's Tom Clancy. Okay. I don't know. Somebody look it up. Ben, ben? do you know? Yes, he does. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. So, but J- Michael Crichton. 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 He got both a directing and a writing credit for this movie. Well, okay. But the screenplay the was written by two gentlemen, William Wisher. Who also wrote the screenplay for the 1995 Judge Dredd. <laughs> Don't <claim> And <laughs> Terminator 2. Judgment Ooh, Day. That's a good wow. one. Wow. And, uh, so an- and a second gentleman named Warren Lewis, who has a very pitiful looking IMDb. And the only movie I, th- I ne- heard of nothing else he wrote the screenplay for, but he did have a movie called Black Rain, which had oh, like Andy Garcia movie. and Michael Douglas. And I wondered if any, if you or John yeah. had seen that. Because I, I it. it looked like something perhaps you guys might have seen. I have not. You haven't seen Black Rain? I haven't. Wait a minute. No. Yes, you have. Yes, I have. With the Yakuza, the yes. Chase and Michael Douglas. Uh-huh. Michael Douglas. Yeah. And the fucking video scene with the aviator shades on? Yep. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. It was all right. It, I liked it. That came out a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. It was a long time ago. Well, this guy also wrote that screenplay. Um, I, I thought it sounded like something you might have seen. Yeah, I saw that. All right. All right. So this movie Is that stars. the podcast? I bet that gets in. That gets in on oldness alone. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to do that for the podcast? I might. I might I'll have to rewatch it. Make if sure you're going like to do a movie about Yakuza? Yakuza, then perhaps you should do that uh, Wesley Snipes movie. Or um, that's not Yakuza. That Yakuza. That's, that's a just cri- Japanese that's a book. Businessman, right? The Wesley Snipes with the... Uh, with Sean Connery? Yeah. That is Rising Sun. Yeah. Perhaps you should do that one. There's some Yakuza in it, but yeah. not... I mean, there's murders. Yes, it does. <laughs> All right, so... There's <clears> murders and, and some hibbity-dibbity, too. In Black Rain or in... No. No, in Rising, Rising Sun. Sun. Uh, maybe the Chia Carrera. Yeah. There could be hibbity dibbity hibbity dibbity in Black Rain. I don't know. I maybe. Can't remember. I think there is. And most a, most eighties movies. It's have an eighty action movie. At least hibbity, if not dibbity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's at least one pair of boobs. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna a, I'm gonna put money. It's a prerequisite that. for the eighties. There's two things the eighties loved: cocaine and boobs. Yes. Speaking of great boobs, this movie stars Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Great boobs. <laughs> he he has, has excellent nipple placement. Yeah. He has. He's a fine looking man. He plays Ahmed Ibn. Okay. Ba- Go ahead. <laughs> We're all waiting. Fadlan. I can't. I'm Fadalan. sorry. Ahmed. He plays Ahmed, the Arab. Son of. Habib means. They son decide of. to call him Eben. Eben. <laughs> well, at one they start near the end. They call him Ahmed at the end. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> but they also call him the Arab. But yes, a lot. welcome back to the podcast. Previously uh, talked about on our episode of Desperato, where there was also boobs. There was, there was boobs in that movie. Please go back and listen to our episode on Desperado. We also talked about him quite a bit on our Expendables episode, even though that was not the Expendables he was in. <laughs> right, we haven't done that one yet. Nope. Then it also stars Vladimir Kolich as Bulvar. Bulvai. It's pronounced Bulvai, which is not how it's spelt. In my head, he was Beowulf. <laughs> He's Bulvai. The whole time. He was in the um, TV show Vikings. He was also in the movie The Equalizer. Which With um, Denzel. Yeah, that. Then we have Dennis. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Dennis. Stro- Storhoy, Storhoy, 
He's Norwegian. He's Norwegian. Are these your people? But his, Shit. Um, he's the blonde guy that does the translating, the uh-huh. blonde Viking that does the translating. His name is Hergear. And then there's Tony Hair Curran. Bear. There who, it is. That's what I've been waiting for, Tony Curran. In my brain, that who dude plays, was the translator. <clears throat> who plays Weath, the musician. Welcome back to the and podcast. And welcome back to the podcast. Previously talked about on our episode Blade 2, he played Priest. And he was in Underworld. Yes, he was. He was Not the one that we did, but... He wasn't in Underworld. Yes, he was, wasn't he? he? I think he was. I don't no, know. No, he was not in Rise of the Lycans. He wasn't in Rise of the Lycans? I looked oh, on no, his IMDb. Oh, no, he was in the first one. No, he's in the second one, but I thought he was in the third one. He's in the third one, too, right? I don't think so. But he's not in Rise of the Lycans, which is the one we Rise talked about on this podcast. Hmm. Then we have... They talk about him. The other... Um, and he is the very red-headed gentleman, who we all know from Blade 2. Um, then we have Daniel Southern, who played Egatho, and he is the dark-haired gentleman that plays the lookout. Okay. Okay. Love! And then we have the wonderful Omar Sharif, played Melchizedek. And he is, of course, from Welcome Lawrence of Arabia. to the podcast. Yeah. Well, he's from Lawrence of Arabia and Dr. Shivago. We haven't done Lawrence of Arabia yet. What was uh, he Is in? that not the dude that was in Stargate? No. No. Oh, okay. There was a dude that was in Stargate in this movie. Oh. Um, yeah, I can't... Oh, shit, I didn't write that it down. It wasn't Kurt Russell, and it wasn't, um... I'm trying to think who else was in there. Hmm. Anyway. No, it was the, um, the headman from Stargate. He was the caravan leader when the Tartars attacked, uh-huh. and then the Norsemen show up, and he goes, uh-huh. it's the Norsemen, and then the guy that says they might kill you, they might let us go, that was the guy that was the headman in Stargate. I forgot to write his name down. Uh-huh. <clears throat> We shall now begin. Let's get started. Let's get serious. We're 45 minutes into the podcast. Can we get started? We are not. (laughs) We're not even 15 minutes in. This is quick for Elaine. Quick, quick, quick. I know, but this is like like a a three-hour movie, so. It's only an hour and 42 minutes. Actually, it's funny. (laughs) Because the last time I watched this movie, uh, and I'll say this now. The last time I watched this movie, I was like, oh, God, this movie is so fucking long. Why is this movie so fucking long? But this time when I watched it, I didn't feel that way. And I think the last time I watched it, I wasn't really in the mood to watch it. But now I was in the mood to watch it. Mood definitely affects So I think that it does affect the... Like, I was cool. It's very atmospheric, this movie. There's lots of um, fog and music and the score makes a big difference. So I feel like if you're in the mood for it, it works a lot better than if you're not... Like Lord of the Rings. If you're in the mood for Lord of the Rings, it's like, yeah. wow, that was a quick three hours. If you're not, like, is this like 12 hours long? But yeah, <laughs> like I noticed because I remember the last time I watched it being so bored by long stretches of the movie, but this time it did not happen. It felt like it moved really quick. All right, well, let's get started. All right. So we open on a longboat in a storm, and we see Ahmed huddled in a cloak, and we get a voiceover. <clears throat> she wrote this whole thing down. Things were not always thus. At one time, I was a poet in the greatest city of the world. Which was Baghdad, right? Which is Baghdad, yep. Life was easy. I lived without care until one fateful day I met a beautiful woman who belonged to another man. Her jealous husband complained to the caliph, who made me the ambassador to the land of the Tossic, or the Tossic Vlad, sorry, a country far to the north. I was banished from my love and, all, or, and my home and all that I knew, so I journeyed by camelback many months into the lands of the barbarian peoples, Accompanied by Melchizedek, an old friend of my father's, throughout the lands of the Ugas and the Khazars and the Bulgars, into the lands of the murderous bandits called t- uh, Tartars. 
Is he a jealous husband if you're legitimately trying to take his wife? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> no. Who attack caravans slaughtering everyone? No, he's legit. He's, no. You know. <laughs> I feel like there's... He's like, like he, he I'm just cut, joking. It's he's just, like he didn't cut off his peen tube. Whoa. Not this voice peen tube. As he does the... Vo- as, <clears throat> as Ahmed does the voiceover, we see him travel. We see a map, and we see him, the map panning out from Baghdad and into Europe. And that's why he got sent all the way to Europe, because this guy <clears throat> was going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. You better go somewhere. <laughs> you need to go, like, far away, because you're trying to take this guy's wife, and he's going to kill well, you, he and has, that's allowed. <laughs> it's not that. He went to the caliph, and the caliph sent him off to die. Like, I'm didn't pretty sure they didn't. send him off to die. They sent him away so he wouldn't get murdered. But didn't they send him no. away forever? Like, he was banished. He's they banished him yeah. into hostile barbarian lands. Like, they expected him to die. This mm-hmm. was his punishment for looking at another man's wife. He was trying to take her down. I know, but I think that if he cool had, yeah. I'm pretty certain that if he had dicked her down, he would be dead. I think he yeah. had just gotten to the look. Dicked her down. I think this is more of a, I saw a pretty girl and we made eyes at each other, so they sent me off to die. Mm. But if I had actually dicked her down, I probably would have lost my dick and then got chopped down. To be fair, though, he is down with her. Yeah. So. No, I know, and he's. It's his beloved. Yeah, married to someone else. Yeah, I'm just well, saying it. All right, anyway. You're I get, saying I, I get that dudes who see pretty girls across the street can't instantly fall in love with them? That's my point. I'm just being <laughs> saying he may be... Wait a minute. Uh, Can we just be, cover this in Sweeney Todd? He yeah, may be we're not, in this up a little bit. I'm not With the saying, barber and his wife? No, I'm just saying. And she was beautiful? Shut up. But Joanna. I'm just saying... I'm I'm not saying that he's this great paragon of virtue. I'm saying they sent no. him off to die. I know. I don't. They made him the ambassador. I don't think it was so he could escape being killed. I think it was they sent him off to fucking die. Because yeah. they sent him somewhere he didn't speak the language with yeah. big angry Norsemen who routinely kill people. But we see him travel from Baghdad exactly. to Europe. Yeah. It's a good and point. then we see when he says the line about murder bandits called Tartars who attack caravans slaughtering everyone. They're attacked by the Tartars. Which is where we get tartar sauce. And that's amazing. I don't think that is... <laughs> I said to Tony, are you going to tell that joke on the podcast? <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, Could be. I don't think so. Okay. I don't know, but tartar sauce is usually what they put on fish, and they're... I don't know if there's... Well, I don't Whoa, know. Whoa, there might be some truth to that, Tony. Maybe. Who knows? All right, so they're chased by the tartars, and... and they're throwing sauce. <laughs> and fish sticks. <laughs> and then the tartars... Much like the Tartars had just come across the Great Wall of China, they pull back and they stop. But it's not the Great Wall. It is, in fact, a long boat, boat full of Norsemen. And the caravan, and um, <clears throat> Ahmed says, who is that? And the caravan leader says, it's the Norsemen. Maybe they um, leave us, maybe they murder us, maybe they leave us alone. We know the Tartars are going to murder us. But, but these guys, we have a chance. And Ahmed says to Melchizedek, because he wants to be introduced. And he says to Melchizedek, I'm an ambassador. I'm supposed to talk to people. Tartar sauce does come from, from Tartars. They invaded uh, Europe and uh, settled in France, apparently. And Boom! So we're in France. So I was just kidding. But, <laughs> but apparently it does come from them. Sweet. That kind of kills your joke. Huh? I know. <laughs> I was just like, that's funny. I was like, true. there's no way that's true. Well. <laughs> Well, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. All right, so we arrive at an encampment. And um, I met a Melchizedek go into the encampment, and they try to find someone who understands them. They try a couple different languages. Melchizedek speaks Greek. 
There is a gentleman there who speaks Hergar, who speaks Greek, and they ask to see the king, and they can't because he's dead, and they have arrived at his funeral. A Viking. They introduce Ahmed to one of the probable heirs, Bulvai, and who sh- shocks Ahmed by murdering someone right in front of him in the middle of this. I get the feeling that was the other wake. heir. Maybe. Because like he's one of the heirs, and then after he opens up this guy's meat shirt, they call him king. <laughs> so I'm guessing it was those two guys because now he's king. Yeah. I don't know. Later he insults that prince by saying the only thing he's known of is murdering his brothers. Like that was some kind of really cowardly thing to do. So I don't know that um, that was... Well, that guy tried to kill Bullseye. But that guy tried to kill yeah. him yeah, first. Well, maybe. That guy pulled the knife first. So he was defending himself. He was completely mm. justified. So I, I think well, that was his the other heir. Possibly. And that adds to his reason for disdain of the dude who just killed his brothers. Right. Perhaps. But because my brother tried to kill me, and I opened up and saw his ribcage. Well, Bulvai, he shocks that man by murdering someone. And then they watch the funeral, and we see the kind of traditional burning of the longboat. Um, Haragar explains that this is the old way and that they won't see it again, so it's not often done like this anymore. Blonde woman got his wife, alive. His wife says a prayer and then she's murdered with Ooh. the king to follow him What's into the, the next year. I didn't write it down. Low do I see my father. I know. Low do I see my mother and my brother and my sisters. You, it's my mother, my sisters, and my brothers. Low there do I see the line of my people back to the beginning. There's they more. want you to join them. There's more to it, but there's in the halls there. of Valhalla, where the brave may <clears> live forever. Next day, but we so we see the ceremony of the burning of the longboat. It's pretty cool. It's the way I would like to go if I had a choice. That's but it's illegal, so well, you can't do it. Here, so <laughs> <laughs> I've looked into it. That's the only reason. Not that we have to get the giant boat or we got to you know, waterway that we're going to pollute. I or, just I just would like a, I would prefer to go by funeral prior. But it's what illegal. you're saying is you're into baby boats, but just at a later time. I'm into old people boats. There you go. <laughs> I can get down with that. We'll, we'll make Fury some adjustments. Boats. I like I like corpse boats. Corpse boats. <laughs> that like geri- that big? Geriatric boats. No, no. I'm fine not. with just a fucking raft. It's just how we would like to go. People should get to bring them. I should get to go however I want. Not if it pollutes the. For water so boats. it is written, so for it be done. Because I don't want to be swimming in a lake and you're like, is that bits of a lane? Because <laughs> <laughs> your body's gonna stop burning when it hits the water. Yeah. And- <laughs> That's this why you. That's why they people. use a boat, because it takes a long time for it to burn. That's why they use a big boat, <laughs> a maybe, long boat, if you will. Maybe we'll go somewhere where it's not illegal. All right, Mars. <laughs> well, I don't it's know. Like, we can't I go told, back to the Viking no, country no. because that little international waters. Oh shit! So uh, that little Swedish kid's gonna pop out of nowhere and be like, and "You're taking away my future." International <laughs> waters. Long boat out to international waters. Just so you can burn it land. We tugged it this is a us. great plan. This is such Come a good on, you're getting a boat trip out of it. It'll be a good time. Or look, there'll be a hurricane, and <laughs> we'll all die. Yeah, <laughs> and, this, and hopefully the we'll hurricane will be the lake. <laughs> yeah, hurricane the land. Where the brave may live forever. Come on. <laughs> then we'll all be sitting in Valhalla, going, "Way to do, way to go, Elaine." Thanks. <laughs> All right, so... I'm going to do this podcast forever. No, I got a drink out of this fucking horn. I can never put my drink down. <laughs> All right, so Bova, So the next day, and we, uh, Ahmed gets up, and he sees another boat's arrived, and there's a boy standing on the bow of the boat. 
And he goes inside and he says to Melchizedek, hey, there's another boat arrived. And so they ask and Harfgar explains that it's a messenger and that the boy is standing there to be letting them see him because they have a lot of stories about sometimes they see things in the mist that aren't real. So he's letting them be seen so that they know that he's real. But it turns out it's a messenger. He's Wolfgar, the son of Horthgar, king of the north. They have... Or in the north. Sorry, not of the north. You say the king of the north? He's king in the north. No, it's Horthgar. He's just a king. There were many, many kings in the north. There's only one king in the north, and he knows nothing. His name is Jon Snow. That's not real. (laughs) And this is real? Pretend. (laughs) This is real. No, but there were many chieftains in the north country that were considered kings. There's still a king in the north. I know. Anyway, so they ask Bulvai for help. The Their kingdom is under attack by an ancient, ancient evil, so evil that the name that cannot Bulvai? even be said. One of those countries. And I said, oh, it's Voldemort. <laughs> what? It oh must not be named. <laughs> One of these guys. One of them says, no, no, it, don't, don't distract her. Let the her guy that has the tattoos across his, his nose, face. Played Voldemort in the first Harry Potter movie. <laughs> Did he really? Yes. Wow. He was the original Voldemort. It all comes around. So it all comes back to Potter. Oh, look at that! But he's not. In welcome his, back to the podcast. He's not one of the Voldemort. ones I wrote down because their names are all very hard to say. <laughs> so I only wrote down some of them. All right. I mean, they're hard to say. And and, uh, and to be honest, any t- movie like this, they're all going to be bad callbacks to the podcast because they've all been in all these movies. I guarantee you these motherfuckers were in Braveheart. There's probably some of them were in fucking uh, Gladiator. They're, they've all been in all these whoa, movies. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Gladiators are nothing alike. I yeah. honestly was shocked that not a single one of these guys the, whose IMDb I looked at was in the King Arthur movie. I did. There you go, yeah. I was shocked. Yeah, she was like, I thought for sure. Yeah, these guys, they're I thought for sure, but no. All Robin of those Hood. guys went on to do that Three Musketeers movie I did. <laughs> they were busy. All right, so... They had Zepp wants to make. Bull, so, That's amazing. Bulvi calls for the angel of death, an oracle who consults the bones. She does. She No bullshit consults the bones. And the bones tell me nothing. Nope, the bones tell her. No. The bones <laughs> call for 13 men. Bulvi volunteers first, and then one by one, 11 other guys follow. They all volunteer to be the these the, part of this group of warriors. So then, thir- before the 13th volunteer can, she says this long speech where the first, and they all stare at Ahmed, and he's like, why are they all looking at me? Because it was kind of exciting watching the other guys volunteer, and he's kind of getting into it, because everybody's base, cheering and clapping. These are guys who uh, celebrate. And now yeah. everybody stops talking, they're serious, and they're staring at poor little Ahmed, who is smaller than everybody else. They're all much taller. Have you ever been to Viking me. countries? They're fucking giants. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. You've never been there. I'm Swedish and Norwegian, though. Yeah. Um, Have you seen your brother? He's a fucking giant. He's not as big as Bolvi, though. No. <laughs> but <clears throat> the thirteenth man must be the Arab, because the oracle says that the thirteenth man must be no Northman. So Bolvi says it must be the Arab. So that he has been voluntold that he is going to join these warriors on this great quest. And he. He's not 
really down with them. Like he's no. cool no. that they don't want to kill him, but he thinks they're kind of gross. And kind of <laughs> well, they have, they have this ritual where they spit into a bowl and oh, snot don't into don't a bowl. Yeah, it. it was gross. Like and they have this bowl of water as yeah. if they're. I just said don't talk about it. The first thing you do is fucking talk about it. They use it to clean no, up. No, in the morning. no, they no. They rinse no. out their mouths, la, 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 and then before getting clean water, they just pass the dirty water around. Yeah, it's gross. He doesn't want their food. He doesn't like their customs. He thinks they're icky and weird. He thought that we have to let him see us was unnecessary and bizarre. Like, he's yeah. not down with that. Yeah. No, I mean, their customs are completely different. He's from the greatest city in the world. And they don't, they don't speak each other's language. So they ask him his name before they, shut, they set out. And, Malta, and he says that his name is Amen. Ahmed Ibn Falhadad. Eben, he says it like he. I think he does three generations back, mm-hmm. and so they start calling him Eben, and he's like, "No, that means son of." But they don't listen. Eben means son of. I am. They Ahmed also. Eben. <laughs> they also make fun of his horse because he has an Arabian stallion. Only, only an Arab bring a dog to war. And they make fun the of his horse. horse. And but once Mal, once he leaves Malchizedek, he says goodbye, and and he's like, "Take care of yourself." Go. He's die. like, "So you're going to die? I'm going home." <laughs> But once he leaves them, he has no way to understand them anymore. Because he doesn't speak Greek. Mm-hmm. So he can't understand them. So we see Bible. them. They travel north. The first part, they're on horseback. And we see them many nights at the campfire. And we see Ahmed is intently watching them and listening to them as they talk. And they're always laughing. They're having a great and, time. Yeah, they're telling campfire stories. And he's slowly, he's slowly learning the language. And we see him over the course of the evenings at the campfire picking out pieces until one night he shocks the Norseman by after one insults his mother mm-hmm. he starts to speak their language and then they ask him where did you learn our language and he says I listened and then they're all very impressed yeah because he says something like you know something 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 your mother's a whore of a goat or he something said, he's he like, was, my mother was a pure woman they're like what the guy <laughs> they were saying something and they said probably looked like this one's mother yeah and, and he, he said his mother's a pure woman and he yada, said, yada, my yada. mother's a pure woman and he said something else about her and then he said at least and at least i know who my father is you pig eating son of a whore <laughs> it's good it's, it's pretty it's a pretty good insult and um then the next day, Bulbai asks Ahmed if he can draw sounds. And he shows him, he tells... A, He's like, will you show me? And then he starts doing the Bible, or yeah. the, no, Quran, says, the Quran. There is one there's God. There is God, and Muhammad is his prophet. There's one, and the Tony and I are both like, that's not that's what he not wanted. That's not what he wants to hear. <laughs> but... He looks at him and goes, mm. He's like, can you just do like this name so I can put on a necklace and give it to my girlfriend? <laughs> no, but... Bullseye seems to be, you know, he watches him and then he walks away. So we don't know. Is he impressed? Is he intrigued? We don't know. I think he wasn't. Well, we clearly know he, he was intrigued. Like, That's he what I wanted. But so they're traveling again. And again, they make fun of his horse, calling, saying that only an Arab would bring a dog to war. And Ahmed says, yes, I heard you the first time. Yeah. And then he decides to show off. And he shows off the speed and agility of his Arabian stallion. Because those are really good horses. Yeah. Yes. And by... Doing a lot of jumps, and he jumps and over one of them on a horse. Well, the one that was making fun of his horse, he jumps over him and puts him in the mud, and that guy lands in the mud, face full of mud, gets up and starts laughing like, wow, that they're, was pretty fucking cool. They're very <laughs> impressed by his, you know, 
And they're not gonna be calling it a dog anymore. No, yes they do. They say the dog can uh, jump. Bullseye says the dog can jump, and they all laugh. They're yeah. impressed, but they, they still do call like dogs, a dog. Though we do know they like. Yes, dogs. they do. <laughs> and then we see the longboat in a storm. So we're back to where we were at the beginning with the voiceover. And uh, Ahmed is concerned. He's like, "Shouldn't we be closer to land?" And they're like, "No, this is no time to be close to land." Which, of course, when you it's a heavy storm. You go out to sea because if you're close to land, you get bashed on the rocks. Mm-hmm. So um, then it's, we don't know how much time is passed, but then we see the boat moving slowly in a heavy um, fog. Bullseye calls out Odin. Which Odin! I assume is twofold, a prayer to Odin. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're listening for the echo for land. Possibly. Hmm. Perhaps. They and think then, they're getting close, but it's very foggy. And then one of them, whose name I can't remember, is something something the archer, the older man. He's Bob. He's lighting off fire arrows. Is he the one that, that I thought looked like the wrestler dude? Is that the archer? Maybe probably. Doesn't matter. I was There's like, that one guy dude. that has like he's real big and has white long hair. Yes, that's the archer. And in a ponytail, and she said he looked like Kevin Nash. <laughs> kind of. I was like, man, he reminds me of. And Tony was Tony suggested. I was like, no, I'm thinking of a wrestler. He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Nash. That's so and so the archer, <laughs> and he shoots off fire arrows until he hits land, land. and then they say land, and then they have arrived. So they go to land, and they're, they see a herald. They, they're like, what's that? Smells like perfume. Is it a woman? No, it's a herald. So they're making fun of him. And uh, he asks who they are, and uh, Bullvi says, I'm Bullvi. I have been invited to see your king. And he says, all right, he'll want to talk to you. So they follow him back to he the... Said, we're here on an errand to serve him. Yes. It's like, oh, okay, well, I guess you're here to help. Well, I mean, he was sent for. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they arrive at Horthgar's kingdom slash town slash main settlement, I guess. Village thing, yeah. And as they arrive, they're not impressed with the fortifications here. There are no walls, no moat, not even a passable fence. You couldn't, couldn't keep a cow out of this place. And it's correct. all women and children. There's not. There's nary a man between 15 and 50. So I don't think there's many guys over 50 years old <laughs> in Whatever tough, year tough this is. Well, the whole point is they don't see anybody that's in between either. So, <clears throat> they go and they meet the king. They say, I'm, I'm Bullvi, you have sent for me. We are going to fight your your people or whatever. And they, they have a meeting with the king. And then it's kind of a short scene. And then afterwards, they're all talking like they had gotten some sort of information. But they still won't say what the fight... Because Bullvi leans into the king and whispers, what troubles this place, old, and old man? Old man. So we assume that he tells Bullvi something, but we don't hear what it is. And then they're talking afterwards, um, but they never really reference what the thing is yet either. Because it is still the evil that can't be named. Voldemort. Yeah, <laughs> like, We're not talking. About then Ahmed spots something. It's a little kid, like, screaming and covered in blood. They go out to see what it is. You're doing this a lot. <laughs> so, do you have a problem? Yes, that clap is going to be bad for the yeah. show. <laughs> I'm sorry, friends. LA just wanted to prove a point. Be annoying. Well, it's going to be annoying when you listen to this lady and hear clapping. It's going to be really loud. 
So I'm at spot something in the distance. They ride out to see what it is. It's a little boy covered in blood, screaming. And both eyes. Anybody know this kid? And the queen, Wilu, or Wellu, Wella, I don't know how you say her name. The Willow? Queen, I love that movie. The queen who Go back and listen to rode our out with them recognizes him and she says, I recognize him. He comes from a homestead just. A, Around the way. Around the back. Yeah. He's around the way, boy. Yes. <laughs> He's got bamboo earrings, at least two pairs. A fanny bag and a bad attitude. So she says that she'll lead the warriors to his homestead. All right. So they go to the homestead, and mm-hmm. it seems to be right in the middle of the forest, which if I was making a homestead, there'd be at least some cleared land around my house. I don't know. So you walk village. But some of the warriors go inside to check it out. They kind of sneak up and they jump in the house all at once to attack whoever's in there. And it's cool as shit, the archer guy, because he's aimed, he's he's mm-hmm. covering their backs. And uh, Ahmed, goes, Ahmed to, goes to walk in front of me. He goes, don't step in front of me. And I was like, <laughs> damn. He's going to pop that motherfucker. And um, and why would you not notice the, the guy holding a big so giant bone fucker? We out? see everybody go in the house and then we see them kind of walk out slowly and they wave that it's all clear. And then we go inside because the camera follows Ahmed. And we find all these bodies. They're missing their heads. And they have been chewed on. Chewed on. And then one of them says it's the Vendel, the Eaters of the Dead. Did we, didn't we just do a movie with cannibalism? Yeah. Yes, we did. That was on... It's our, it's our theme now. This is perfect. <laughs> no, it is Who's not. next? But these people... <laughs> you got to do cannibalism in your the next Ven, The Ven eat people Ooh, on... Sounds of the Lambs. There you go. But the Ven eat people on purpose. The people in Sweeney Todd didn't know they were eating people. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> That's accidental cannibalism. So or cannibalism by trickery. You trip, fell, landed on a dead guy, ate him. It's impossible burgers. Mm. Anyways. So they find a... So along with the body... Ahmed is really grossed out. And along with the bodies, <laughs> they find up. a headless... Stat, a tiny headless statue of a woman. So she's like a very voluptuous woman. Looks like Sputter. a fertility. Yeah, kind of looks like Buddha, but has big boobs and no head. Yeah, some sort of icon. And uh, well, this just looks like a fertility goddess. They like, those are quite common. Yeah. And they say it's an evil thing and try to throw it away. But Ahmed picks it up and keeps it. This is it. the mother of the evil. Yes. And I'm and like, then, what is it? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a piece of poop for a second. I was like, I what is this it. he's balancing on the sword? It's like in the icon. beginning of this movie, I was not like fully look like I would look at it because I had to read all the subtitles. But once they stopped using them, I looked away for a few minutes and I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> you didn't have the closed captioning on? We did. But I just wasn't looking at it mm. and like giving it a, enough. I had to. No. I had the closed captioning on in the hopes away. that I would be able to figure out who was who. Because if you go, <laughs> the hardest thing is this, is if you go on the IMDb, and I checked IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, a lot of these guys don't have photos attached to them. Yeah, and, or, or they just don't look and like their like photos. And there's like no pictures. This, movie was, this movie was 20 years ago, so what yeah. they look like now is not what they looked like then. And yeah. trying to figure out which one of those old dudes was which yeah. one of these dudes. Yeah. Especially and I was even like, oh, let me look at the pictures. Because sometimes you can look at the pictures and it has the actor's yeah. name. There's like no pictures. Yeah. They're all just like the cover of the movie. Yeah. And then there's one group shot. And I'm like, everybody's in that. How do I know who's <laughs> They all look old, but Antonio Madaris looks the same. Yep. Well, he's a vampire. Maybe. Armand. That's true. Um, I'm but... Vampire, <clears throat> but that's not what Armand looks like. I know. We did that 
that movie too, right? No, we, we Queen did Queen of the Damned. Oh, okay. Or Armand was... No, he wasn't in that. He, he wasn't was in that We did the steaming yeah. pile of crap that was Queen of the Damned. <laughs> Not the wonderful bouquet of roses that is Interview with the Vampire. Because one of those is properly appreciated as a wonderful piece of cine- cinema... Uh, cinema. Yeah. The other uh-huh. one is Works a turd. It's the kind of turd <laughs> a kid puts in a bag and lights on fire and rings your doorbell and you have to stomp out and get out of, all over your shoe. That's Queen of the Dam. Getting the idea she doesn't like Queen of the Dam. <laughs> right. so Friends, you're not sure about this our Queen of the Dam episode. Verify. Listen to our Queen of the Dam episode. Her, when I am so hatred. vehement about that movie I almost convinced Shh. Tony it was crap. Shh. The hate was radiating over to me and I almost, I almost converted. She called like the emperor. Yeah. I was so close. If I had another 10 minutes. Oh. Maybe, hey, maybe hey. if I had a graph and some charts. You want to talk about this movie? I should have Ross Perot that motherfucker because I bet I can get you all on my side. All right, Don't so. Engatho the Silent arrives and he said that he tracked the... Hmm? Don't distract her. He's the one that does all the scouting. But and he's stuff. silent, so nobody knows he's there. Tom yeah, Parker. I thought it was really funny that he's more, he has more lines than almost all of them, but his <laughs> name is Edgar on the Silent, <laughs> which is really, really confusing. It's he's like, also what one would comment. describe as a black Norwegian. Ooh. That's the really, he has kind of swarthy skin and dark hair, and my grandfather was was considered a black norwegian and so am i because i have the olive skin tone oh. means you have the romney blood the romney blood yeah, well i would say Mitt gypsy romney? but that is apparently oh. offensive i thought you meant romney i was like no romney. no so romney which is what they call themselves and what you should say if you don't want to be offensive oh i want to be offensive. but in europe in 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 norway in norway if you have that kind so of you blood, have gypsy blood in you yes See, now, I don't know about that because, like, Tyson Fury, he's the gypsy king, and he doesn't mm-hmm. mind being called the gypsy. Well, I'm sure they have their own opinions on it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody is different about what they conser- consider offensive or not, which is how the world works, which is why you can never really tell if you're going to be offensive or not. I'm offended by that. But anyways, he said that he tracked them two miles but into the rocks, but then he lost them. And we do see that they leave footprints that look like bear's paws. They then go out kind of out of the woods to the edge of the hills. And he shows them that they're being watched even now. And we can see he shows them. He points over here and we see like a stag run out. And then he points over there and we see more deer and stags run out. Something has spooked them. And um, if we try to chase them, we find out if we chase them, they'll disappear. But if we wait for the fog, the Vendel will attack. So they go back to town to ready the town for battle. And we see that Spog, Spog, we see that Spog has been spotted. Just Spock's dog. It's getting Spog, it's getting Spoggy out. So it's getting foggy. So all the townspeople kind of go. There's a Vulcan dog, there's a Vulcan. I don't know if they have dogs. So we see the main like hall and all the townspeople have kind of gone into hiding and the great warriors, the warriors 13, are going to take a nap. And Ahmed is like, why are you going to sleep? How can you sleep at a time like this? The fog is out there. We know they're going to be attacked. And Hargar is like, look, death comes for you when it comes. You might as well go to sleep. Isn't this when he says, um, says, go find a hole and hide in it? 
you won't live a minute longer. You're, yes. The, the, old, the old father decided your fate. Your the, the skeins of fate have already been woven. And uh, fear profits men nothing, which is a good advice. really does not, for the most part. And it turns out that they're not really sleeping, though. They're fake sleeping because Ahmed actually drifts off <laughs> and he startles awake. And they shush him, and he sees that even though it sounds like they're sleeping, they're all kind of faking and gripping their swords. And we see that there are men up on the roof. They can hear them. And they're, like, disturbing the dust because there's, like, it's, like, got a peat roof. So, like, stuff falls as they move across. And uh, Ahmed says that uh, I'm not a warrior. And Hearthgar says, very soon you will be. Mm. And then there is an attack. Now he's a warrior. And there's a great battle. And He's not the first warrior, though. He's the 13th. Yeah. I, say, I thought he was 12th, but I forget. Yeah. And during, out, of, out of the group, he's 13. During this battle, Ragnar and Hoglak both lose their heads. So now our 13 is down to 11. And also the ones that... Is this the one where they, when the ones they killed disappeared, too? Right? Yes. So after the battle is over, none... They don't. They can't find any of the bodies, and they're like, so they're. I know I killed some, and even the Arab got got one one. of them, and they're like, but they're gone. There's no bodies. And so they kind of have a debate whether they carry their dead away or if they're demons and they just disappear. Like, but their blood seems real enough to me. Mm. A fucking demon. Yeah, what's the the leader guy's name? Bulvai. Bulvai. Yeah, he's rubbing his sword, his blood. You know how you spell Bulvai? B U L I W Y F. Yeah. Duh. It's Beowulf. Who knows? Bullvai. Noble bays are just bays. Mm. All right, so the next day they get to work on the town's defenses. They build fences and pits with pikes. And uh, Skeld shows Ahmed how to cut poles with a sword. Skeld is the tattooed gentleman. Yeah. Um, but he this, says, watch this. Now you do. <laughs> <laughs> Uses his sword to cut the pole into a point. Yeah, and when Ahmed tries, he cannot lift that sword. It is much, much too heavy. He was given the sword when they first... I forgot this part, but he was given the sword when he first landed. And they threw him... And he threw his, he, Helgar throws him the sword. And he goes, I cannot lift this. And Helgar says, grow stronger. It's <laughs> good advice. But so now you can see he can't lift this. And he goes and he's like, is there a metal worker here? A me- and they yeah. show him to the metal worker. And he goes and we see him grinding the sword into a new shape. Mm-hmm. So now it has more of that curved like shape. Dead, yeah, like a scimitar. And he, uh, they say, one of them says, give an Arab a sword and he makes a knife. And then he uses it. <laughs> he flips it around, points at him and he goes, when you die, can I give that to me, doctor? No. <laughs> he uses it to cut the pole, like they said, and then he shows off. This is a flourish. And he says, it works. Mm-hmm. And then he says, when you die, Weath says, when you die, can I give that to my daughter? Just said that. She's got to say it again. But you're interrupting me and I have a thing. You could skip that part. I just said it. But And Weath has the reddish, pinkish hair I've ever seen. I was like, he was like, man, he freshly dyed that red hair. Yeah. This movie. I don't know. I think that's natural. Uh, not f- based on other movies I've seen him in. It's really, really like a pinkish red. I was Maybe like, he, he looks like he just quit Hot Topic. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's natural. Okay. But I don't know. But I'll, All write, right. I'll write him a fan letter and see what he says. <laughs> I love him. I think he's great. Um, he's phenomenal. He's amazing. 
Why so then we, we see kill all of them. I got pure bloods. Then we see Ahmed flirting with a pretty lady. Yeah, he she she, had cur- she had earlier doctored his face wounds. She's a cutie. From where cutie. he got scratched by the <laughs> she by starts the with cow urine. Yeah, she starts yeah. rubbing something on his head. He goes, "What is that?" And he says, "Cow boiled cow urine." He goes, "I'm good. <laughs> Just give me clean water." And she says, "All right, but tomorrow when the pus runs down and into your eye, yeah. yeah." And then he lets her because he keeps going, "Ow, ow!" And she's like, "That's a woman. You're making a woman noise. Yeah, a woman sound a lot." <laughs> and then he did it quieter. Yeah. Just funnier. But so she comes to bring him water and they flirt a little bit. He's like, and then she warns that the prince is trying to poison the king against Bolvai. And so Ahmed goes to Herthgar and Bolvai and tells him what he heard. And Bolvai says that they're going to need an example. And Herthgar says he'll do it. And he he challenges Angus, the uh, prince's. Then Ahmed's like, what should I do? He goes, keep your teeth together and go back to work. That's a great line. You skipped it. Okay. And then Herger challenges Angus to a fight. He picks a fight. He picks a fight, yeah. He says, you throw mud like 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 a dog. And he goes, did you just call me a dog? He goes, well, you're over here carelessly throwing mud around like an animal. Did you just call me an animal? You're not hearing me. So now I'm deaf? You better watch it, little man, and you'll end up in the like, grave. He goes, no, oh. I said you throw it like a dog. I didn't say you were a dog, but he he's, just he's clearly picks just and picks. Yeah, he picks a fight. So they, a, they have their shield. fight. It's a three-shield battle. Yes. You have to break the shields to win the round, and it's best best out of five. And it doesn't go well for Angus, Angus is beating, seems to be beating the crap out of Hergar. He's breaking those shields. Until no. it gets down to his last shield, mm-hmm. and then he just turns right around and murders him. Yeah. No, he, no, he loses all the shields, he loses and then he goes down, like, okay, here, I accept defeat, and the whole Angus time goes to kill him, and he's like, yep, swoop, and cuts his head off. The whole time he's breathing heavy, and he looks like he can barely yeah. carry the shield, and... and Ahmed's losing his mind, like, you have to stop yeah. this, talking to Bulvai, uh, and Bulvai's like, no. He's like, he can get killed. He's like, yeah, that might happen. Yeah, and then, like you say, he goes for the killing stroke. He swoops around, cuts his head off, and then the leader explains to him, he's like, it's all deception. This is, this is important. Like, and Ahmed he's like, you're right, Ahmed. It, it's foolish and, and stupid, and we'll miss Angus's arm the next time we have to fight. But now, and uh, Hergar says, you know, any fool can calculate strength, but now he has to calculate for what he cannot see. Mm-hmm. Because they all learned that Hargar could have killed him at any second. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, <clears throat> so our next scene, Ahmed brings food out to Egatho, who is up by the watchtower. He's not in the watchtower, though. He's in a tree. Tree, yeah. They're all along the watchtower. <laughs> oh. Because they would expect him to be in the watchtower, so that is where he's not. He's very smart, Egatho that's silent. They're saying that it must be some kind of way out of here. And as they're talking, they start to... Joker to the beat. They hear thunder, and Ahmed says it's going to rain. And Agatho says, no, that's... There's surf. The thundercliffs. The villagers call the thundercliffs. The surf makes it sound like thunder. But then, as they're listening to the thundercliffs... Sorry. They hear horns. And they look, and the fog is coming. And in the fog, there's all this fire. The fireworm... It's like a big, like a snake-looking thing. It's a big trail of fire that comes down from the mountains. Yeah. Because uh, in one point, he's like, uh, what are we worried about? And he's like, there's a great worm, a great fire worm. And then Arabs like... Um, dragons. I mean, like a dragon? I'm not scared of dragons. Dragons aren't real. And I'm like, well, there's we'll a, see. It's a fire worm. <laughs> 
But now it's the fireworm. And I was like, shit, those are real? <laughs> so they rouse the fireworm. So they run back and they warn the town. He ziplines over to the gong. Yeah. <laughs> He's rad. <laughs> He's super rad. And then, uh, so they run back to this to the town and they start, they close all the gates that they fortified and they're watching the fireworm come closer and then Ahmed spots something. It's a child in the field. And he's like, God damn it. And then Hawkeye runs out. No, and then the Ahmed bullet. grabs his dog. Oh, wait, no, his horse. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he and they're like, open the gates, open the gates. We have to lift up. the poles. And Hergar tells the guy, no, duck. And then Ahmed and his clears horse them. clears the pikes. And he goes out and he gets the kid out of the field. And when he's out there, he's close enough that he can see that it is not a dragon. It is cavalry with torches. So he rides back to the town, and they open the gate just enough that he can run in, and he tells them that it's cavalry with torches. And Hergar says, I would have preferred the dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's hundreds of men out there on horses, which is really scary. It's just a huge amount of guys. Now, and then a great battle ensues. Skeld, Rethel, Halga, and Roneth are all killed. And we're down to the six warriors. No, we're down to seven. We started with 13. We were at 11, and then four more were killed. So now we're at seven. The seven more. But now he's the seventh best in the group. He's moving up. But the, again, at the end of the battle, our, uh, the Vendal retreat. The village is burning. It's all terrible. Like, they came in. They did some damage. They're like, all right, that's enough for now, and they left. They didn't yeah. leave because but, they were losing. But yeah. this time, they do get some bodies, and Arab sees that it's he's not. Like, it's a man. It's, it's not a because in the middle of the, in the, middle in the, of the fight, of the he's like, it's a man, and loses his shit. He starts killing. Oh, yeah. And Hergar's like, don't worry, little brother. There's more, and points at him. He's like, aha. <laughs> he does. He loses his shit and he kills a bunch. Because at first he didn't he's, know what they were, so they, he wasn't really sure how scared. to kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're wearing bear hides and bear heads and bear feet and bear, you know. So and their bodies are all painted. He thinks they're some kind of wear monsters or something, but they're just men. He wearing. realizes they're men. And he's like, oh, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> he just goes crazy. So, after the battle, the pretty lady comes over yes, and she, she says that we're all going to die. And then they do the hippity-dippity. Yeah, they do. And then Ahmed is... They come to Ahmed when he's sleeping in the hay with his pretty lady. Yeah, and they, summon, they have summoned him to a council of war. So they're examining the body. And they're at first they're like, what is it? And Ahmed says, it's a man. And they pull off the headdress and they see that they're just a painted man. You've got like bones in his and, face and shit. They're, you know, they're scary. But they're just men. Bulvai, and so Bulvai thinks that they should take the attack to them. Because we can wait for them to attack us and more will just come. Yeah, they're coming at night when we're sleeping. If these are just men, they sleep too. Yeah. We, we should, should attack them. them. So the queen says that she knows a woman who might be able to help them. So she takes them to this old... Oracle. I'm going to call her a witch. <laughs> she seems to be an ancient bruja. And she, uh, she says, a queen, a queen comes to visit me. And she says, I bring these, these warrior secret counsel. And she says, come closer, Bullvi. And he says, you, need, you know my name. And she says, warrior, the wind whispers. And something Chieftain else. Chieftain. Chieftain. Says the rain or something. 
And uh, he seeks her counsel. And she says, do you have a thing? A thing of them? And Ahmed gives her the icon that they have found. And she says, this is the mother of the Ven. If you kill the mother, then they will, you know, then they'll stop. And they're like, well, where do we find her? And she says, seek the the earth. Mother is the earth. Seek Seek the the earth. earth. And they're like, what? (laughs) And they're like, okay, this is super helpful. And then as they go to leave, she says, she tells Bullvi, beware the warrior leader who wears the horns of power. You have to kill him too. So they're, uh, so as they leave, Ahmed's like, what's the plan? And uh, he said, and one of them says, ride till we find them and kill them all. It's a pretty good plan. (laughs) So they follow the trail that the fireworm left, which is super easy. Said a child could could track them. And they track them to. They have no fear. The trail leads into the forest and they come across all these bear skulls on pikes. Now, this is when Ahmed realizes they. They look like bears. They have the bear claws. They want us to think, they think they're, they're bears. bears. They, they and he think asks, they're bears. Yeah. Yeah. He, they, want, they want us to think that they're bears. So he asks, how do you hunt a bear? Which he probably would not. Which is a good question because how would an Arab know how to hunt a bear? I was like, damn, they've killed every bear in five <laughs> countries. There's yeah. a fucking lot of bear hides. Yeah. <laughs> chase it down with dogs. He says, no, how do you hunt a bear in winter? And with spears. Say, you go into their den with spears. Where does a bend a Bears. Where does a bear den? And they says in, in a, a cave. cave. And then Agathos comes and says he's found a settlement with many fires. And they yell, and Bulvai yells, is there a cave? So yes. then we see them go to the encampment. And they're like, I don't see a cave, I don't see a cave. But then they see But they two, miss the giant bridge going into the fucking land they're standing As on. they watch, they see two um, bears. warriors go bears. across a bridge right underneath them that goes into a cave. The bears. <laughs> so they have a quick discussion. They have a quick discussion about can they get to it? And they if they don't have dogs, yeah. So they infiltrate the village, take out a few people, and they enter the cave. So first they have to sneak past a bunch of people by crawling on their belly in kind of probably what is like a garbage trench. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> There's a trench in the cave. I bet they pee in it. <laughs> And they knock a couple rocks over, and it's the big tense moment, the dares, the dares. And one guy looks around, but they get past it. And next we see them find a giant carving of this idol, the headless woman. It's a fertility goddess. I know. But, <laughs> but yeah. Actually, the mother of them. Yeah. Mother of the, Actually, here, it's the mother of the cannibals, which is not a fertility goddess in this case. I Although those... That's what they believe it could be, but they don't know. They Aren't also yet? have to start. They also have to sneak some more. Sorry. Well, sneak some more in trenches and stuff, and they're like, "Well, fuck it, let's let's take our armor off." And I was like, "That's never happened." Uh, Tony's <laughs> like, "We played the and Nobody's ever like, we got to be quiet. Let me take my armor off.' We're all like, fuck it, we'll be loud. <laughs> so we're not actually going to die <laughs> under the eye, yeah. under the giant carving. They find." That they look around and they see there are skulls everywhere. So I was in them. Yeah, so this is probably where they leave offerings like, to their gods. I was wrong. These are not men. <laughs> yes. Piles and piles and piles of skulls. Yes. And this, so then we hear water and we come out and we're at the top of a waterfall and we see more people at the bottom 
and they talk about how if they go to try to kill these people, then they'll be caught by the ones that they've already passed will come up behind them. So Bullseye says, we'll go down the wall and we'll swim. So that's what they do. They swing across the waterfall and climb down the wall into the water. There's another tense moment where Ahmed slips mm-hmm. right as some warriors are coming down the path right next to the waterfall, but they don't get caught. So they all make it down into the water and they swim past the group of Wen. We hear a bunch of chanting and the and the Vens speak a different language because it just says native speaking. It doesn't tell us what they speak. Yeah. So I said no audio. <laughs> I was like, well, clearly there's audio, but it's like speaking no, no audio. They're like, the, we don't have any idea. Well, the no audio, the was, no audio was, was mouthing stuff. Yeah, to, he was mouthing stuff to Ahmed. But yeah, what's wow. funny is that language. That's an actual language I made up for the movie. And the one who plays the queen or the mother, she was married. And was only speaking to another cast member in this made-up language. And that wasn't and they, the same. Did they end up together? <laughs> they end up together. <laughs> no, that's not true. You all believe yeah, me until they end up. Elephant called that. No, I knew where you were going the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but they hear chanting, and they follow the chanting, and there's some sort of ceremony happening, and the Norsemen come out of the water and attack. You're thinking of Amelia Berberovich. Yeah. Yes. Amelia I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Berberovich. Sounded like he said Emilio. Emilio, <laughs> the Mighty Duck man himself. We watched the Mighty Ducks and Mighty Ducks Two last week. Really? In a really? Row. Wow. They're still good. <laughs> Never seen. The it. first one is so much better than the second, and when it you play totally them consecutively, is. it shows. <laughs> yeah, but the first one is still a really good movie. Very enjoyable. It? Oh, quack, that's a shame. Quack, yeah, you're quack, too old for quack, that, but it's quack. still pretty enjoyable. Um, <clears throat> wow, she just so, called you old. You're not that much older. Well, than remember we did Sandlot. He is. He's. Just but he was out of that age group for. Like, Alright, just keep going. We don't need to Nobody wants to watch a movie about just kids when they're a teenager. <laughs> this is Monster Squad. Check out our episode of Monster Squad. Right. Alright, so the Norsemen attack and Wolfman's then got they send Bullvide to go find and kill the queen while they hold off the warriors coming. So they're like, Go, go get her. You need to kill her now. So Bullvide goes deeper into the cave and we see all these fucking heads <laughs> suspended in vines. Almost like a spider web. It's mm-hmm. totally disgusting. And we see the queen, the mother, and a warrior, which Bovi quickly kills. Uh-huh. And the mother has a deformity of her hand. It, sounds, so it looks like it was a spike or something. She has a de- hand deformity where she only has three fingers. And they're all like fused together. And between the fused fingers, she has this one long bear claw that's like tied around and twine. But if you look again, she actually has a deformity. Hmm. I didn't catch that. And as right before they fight, she dips the claw in. Well, she has a serpent around yeah. her neck. So it's probably. Yeah, venom. she dips the claw in like poison and she has like, what is it? A copperhead or whatever? That's not or what? She has a snake. Or yeah, a coral snake. snake or whatever that kind yes. of snake is called. It um, looks like a poisonous snake that yeah. is easily recognizable. If you saw it, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's a poisonous snake. Because it's one of those common ones they show in movies as a poisonous snake. It's like red and yellow and black. And so then there's a fight. And even though he seemed... He seems kind of hesitant to maybe kill her because the fight takes longer than you would think because you think he would just go murder her. Yeah. But it takes. But he they seems sh- hesitant the whole time. Like they have to yell at him, "Go! You need to kill her. Yeah. That's what we came for." And he's like, "I think oh, he, like, I think he didn't want to leave them to be slaughtered. Yeah. He didn't want to leave his warriors. He wanted them to stay as good. But whatever. But she manages to scratch him with the claw, mm. and then he disembowels her and cuts off her head, which is what she deserves. And. 
Then um, we flash back to the uh, Warriors, and Bullvie kind of staggers out. He's not looking so good. This obviously is a fast-acting poison. Yeah. And but they ask him. They ask him, <laughs> "Is it done?" And he says, "Yes." And then he says, "This is good." And then Bullvie says, "A hard fight to get clear of here." He's visibly ailing, but then. Um, Weath finds a passage leading farther down and they decide to take it and there's a river and they follow the river along as they go farther and farther into the cave like if we follow this river long enough it's bound to go somewhere mm-hmm. and then health health Dane is injured and he's the last in line and he stops and he tells Ahmed I will go no farther and he's the other one with the black curly hair the one that's he really says, big I've run as much as I care okay. to for today and, and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, nah. And I'm like, he's going to try to cover you all he while stays, you try to get out of here. He stays to block the passage with the rest, with the last of his life. And so they move on, and then the stream disappears under some rocks. And they're like, oh, shit. And they're end. like, it's a dead shit. end. And you actually hear screams as Halfdane is killed or fight or killing other people so they know they're close he's ripping off their penises like they're paper towels and then they're like well there's a small opening so if we stand two by two we can keep them from coming in and, and we then can we'll just switch out when give we get time tired. to rest you know, like like and then yeah. they hear thunder and then like, they oh, say now it's gonna rain, rain. <laughs> but Ahmed and Agatho exchange glass um glances and they're like it's not thunder it's the it's surf we're by the thunder cliffs yeah so um they're like well can we swim it or do we drown and bullvice says like we, we try out <laughs> he says we try and right before ahmed goes under hefgar says the way we know is if they don't follow us we <laughs> it's too far to swim <laughs> but they and make he's it. laughing the whole time. They make it. Even Bolvi makes it. And he was already yeah. staggering. I yeah. was like, damn, I didn't think he was going to make it. I thought we bitch. were going to have a scene of them like pulling him along because he couldn't swim yeah. that far. But they do make it. This is Bolvi, okay? This ain't no regular, this ain't no schmo. <laughs> but no, he was already this ain't staggering. No off the street. Yeah, he's handy with the steel. <laughs> he's not sitting around holding his tallywhacker. <laughs> but they make it. Not gandering on other people's ladies, you know. Mm-hmm. He does not gander. No gandering. No- he wants her. He just takes her. He's like, I'll steal her. I'll steal her right now. I don't need to wait till you leave. <laughs> Vikings. There's now five of them. Left. The definition of rape and pillage. We go back in town, and um, Bulvai is dying, and he's talking to the king, and he says, "I have only these hands. I will die a pauper." And the king gives him his sword and says, "You will be buried as a king." And then Bulvai tells Ahmed, a man might be thought wealthy if someone would draw their story so that they will be remembered. And Ahmed answers back with, such a man might be thought wealthy indeed. So Bulvai asks Ahmed to write everything down, and Ahmed says, of course I will. You're my buddy. <laughs> You're my bro. Even though all before all I would write was the Quran. <laughs> Hergar warns and, and, Ahmed. And in that book, they converted a Muslim. <laughs> Maybe. Well, Hergar, um, there was a scene earlier where... Um, uh, Bulvai says, Arab, read what I draw. And right, it shows yeah. that he paid attention the first time. And, that he, and he wrote. So Bulvai was yeah. obviously very impressed by the writing and thought this was a wonderful thing. Because yeah. the only thing that he knew how to write in his entire life was there is only one God, Muhammad is his prophet. Well, that's the only thing he ever saw. <laughs> but Hergar warns Ahmed that the Vendel will return tonight to seek vengeance, that they killed the mother, but they didn't kill the leader. 
So the town prepares again, and we see the fireworm coming again. We see the we no, see it's the, raining well, this time. They don't have to raining, worry about the fire. But we see the we see the cavalry approaching. Well, also uh, uh, Arab or Abed, whatever. He's oh, like. He's like, well, surely they won't come tonight. I mean, they're going to give us a few days or whatever. And they hear, dur, dur, dur. And you're like, like, oh, no. shit, they're, they're coming right now. They're not even waiting until tonight. They're coming right now. <laughs> they are pissed. They saw she was dead, and they were like, we're out the door. Yeah, they are pissed. <laughs> we like, fellas, get your claws. We see reapproaching, and the townsfolk are terrified. Ahmed, well, they should be. Yeah. Because they're not coming just to make a little ruckus. Ahmed uh, takes a moment to pray to Allah, asking for his forgiveness and his strength. And He's then, like, just let me live the next three minutes well. Yeah. <laughs> he pretty much is asking to die well. Mm-hmm. And then we see Bullbye staggering out, dragging his sword along the ground. And the, all the women and the children go, like, underground mm-hmm. into yeah, a... like a safe place. And, uh, like, that little underground thing in that movie, Frailty. <laughs> Somebody dug a yeah. not, not but anyway, no, but I don't <laughs> think anybody drug a pool. <laughs> but the queen comes down and gives the chick the... They go into the with. cellar. Yeah. And because that's where they store their food because it always stays cold. Here's the question. She, The queen hands out one of the knives and says, don't let them take them. Is she supposed to fight these guys or kill the kids? No. Kill the kids. I thought she was She to... says if the time comes, don't let them be taken, which means murder the babies before they yes. can take yeah. them. That's exactly what I thought. That's terrible. Hey. I thought it's be better than what will happen you, if they get taken. By bear would, people. You, <laughs> would you want to be um, quietly have your, slo- your throat slit or would you like to have your head ripped off and then be eaten? Made in a meat, meat pies. Ooh, meat pies, definitely. Like. Oh, Lord. Would you prefer a gentle death or, like, a horrific death by the bear man? Oh, God. Those are your only choices. You only get those two. There are no other choices. Death by friend or death by foe. That's it. That's all you get. All right. Let me think about it for a while. Go ahead. All right. He'll get back to you. But, so, we see the leader of the Ven and his giant multi-horned bear headdress. horns of power. We know he's the one they have to kill. And then... he's got all the horns. (laughs) Bullvi begins to pray. Did you say he was horny? <laughs> Lo, there do I see my Just father. Oh. Lo, there do I see my mother and my sisters and my brothers. Lo, there do I see the line of my people back to the beginning. Lo, they do call to me. They bid me take my place among them in the halls of Valhalla, where the brave may live forever. And as he's chanting, everybody, everybody else joins in. joins in, and he seems to, it's like a, almost like a hulk up. He's gaining <laughs> yes. strength. This right is now they're all talk. angry. They're all he's, ready he's now. He's gathering everything That's for one secret. last battle. <laughs> and then the final. Nice call back to Michael. See, if this was a, a modern movie, they'd all be doing a shaka or a haka. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> they'd all they, be doing a haka because that's like there's the, the no thing. way a movie about Norsemen are ever going to do a fucking haka. Really? The I don't know. There's a bunch of white dudes keep doing them for sports things. And if there was one group of white dudes that are not going to do a haka, it's the Norsemen. They do their own thing. Lo, there do I see my father. I want to see the next football team who does the, does the little the the the, the haka. Mm-hmm. The other team starts saying this. <laughs> I'm like, that's it right there. That would be very cool. <laughs> that's some stone cold shit to do. Like, you're dancing like an idiot. He's like, yeah, let's go. I don't care <laughs> if some football team or wants to do a haka. It makes no difference to me. Uh, hey, and, if they're from New Zealand, I'm okay with it. I don't care. doesn't matter to me. Um, so then there hunger. is a battle. Mm-hmm. And many people are killed. Mm-hmm. 
And we see um, the war leader approaching Bullvi, and Bullvi fights him Bullvi and manages ass. to kill him. Mm-hmm. And after he dies, the Ven do retreat. They leave the town, and we see a lot of empty saddles. So they have taken quite a few people down, even though there are only like women and children and five warriors left. <laughs> and true. we see the, the Ven kind of all, they're all up on like a ridge, and then we see fog, and they kind of disappear. Did they? And it's very cool, because it almost seems like they vanish. But in reality, they're just going to be back next year with another leader and kill all of them. Right. (laughs) But the warriors have won. But not Bullvi. There won't be a 14th warrior. Yeah. And they kind of, they're not celebratory, but they're like, yes, we won. And then they, and we hear a dog whine and we flash to Bullvi. And he has sat down like he's on a throne with his sword next to him, but he has passed on. It's pretty awesome. That's the way I want to go. Then we I see, thought when he while he was killing the leader, someone was going to kill him. You know, like like you see those guys where like people are shooting at them with the arrows, but they still managed to get like the Bor- killing. Boromir and Lord of the Rings, where yeah. he saw the arrows. Yeah. In the That's chest what I thought was going to happen, yeah. so the poison wouldn't be what actually killed him. Now this, but no. he was successful in his final this battle. Is, this is Bolvi. You can't fuck Bolvi. <laughs> but so we see the funeral prior for Bolvi as he is. Buried like a king. Not buried, but burned like a king. He gets the boat. And then we see the next day, or whenever, and we see Ahmed on a longboat, and he is preparing to leave. We see Egathoth and we are on the longboat. Where the fuck is he going? I have questions. He was banned from his homeland for life. Where the fuck is he going? To the Aztecs. He's doing a tour. (laughs) I would assume back to the encampment where he left Melchizedek. Back to because Bullvi. Here's the thing: he left Melchizedek with the guys that he's with. So why is he leaving them? <laughs> he's not. Egathoth and Egathoth and Weath are on the longboat. The only one that stays behind is Hergar, oh, probably okay. because there's no one to lead this town, yeah. and they just maybe decided this is their new king. Basically, <laughs> but, what happened was he rolled in there and he's like. All right, I, I, I killed a whole fucking army of bear monster people cannibals. I'm going to get my bitch. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to kill that motherfucker and take his wife. Cause Maybe. he's got a new lease on life. And, yeah, because, you know, there was that nice young thing that um, Ahmed was sleeping with, and he left, so now she's available. <laughs> there you go. But you see him in a longboat, and he's going back to the south. Now, he was sent to be an ambassador. He wasn't sent to... I don't know, up to the North Country, which they're probably, I guess, probably Sweden or Norway or Finland, maybe. He was sent to France. So he's going back to France, I would assume, where he was sent by the Caliph and where he left Melchizedek. To get the torch. And he doesn't, it's not like he's just leaving by himself. Egathos and Weath are on the boat. I didn't realize that. I didn't notice that either. I was like, why is he weeping? Where is so, he going? <laughs> for all we know, Weath said, you know, I think you, you might want to come see my mom. <laughs> they might be going on another adventure. But And at the end, he's like, we really shook the pillows of heaven, didn't we? Hargar, and he says, no horseshit, Jack. No Hargar says, goodbye. Horse, Arab. He waves from the shore and he shouts, goodbye, Arab. And Ahmed said, goodbye, Northman. Mm-hmm. And then we see, we get a, a final voiceover. And Amen says, across seas of monsters and forests of demons we traveled, praise be to Allah, the merciful and compassionate. May his blessings be upon pagan men who loved other gods, who shared their food and shed their blood, that his servant Ahmed Ibn Fal- Fal- 
Babylon. Ahmed. Become <laughs> a man and a useful servant of God. So, and that's the end. And he's, so, and he's is, recording it. He's, all. Recording. he's written the book. What does what's his name say before he leaves it on the boat? Because he's like, uh, you know. Praise to Allah or whatever. He's like, yeah, you guys, we, you guys only have one. Yeah, guy, you only need one, but we, we need, need many. We need many to take care he said, of. Us. You might have, you know, he's like, I may wish you prosperous on a journey. Uh, I'm going pray to pray, pray to my gods. You will, would pray to only one. Yeah, I'll pray to all of them for you. Yeah, but yeah, don't take offense. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, because he says you may need one, but yeah. we're in need of many. I like that. And then he thanks him for it. Yeah, and he's like, no offense though. I'm trying yeah, to be yeah. like nice. And he's like, I love you, buddy. <laughs> It's like, Dad, you know the pressure of all the schools. No, sorry, that was another movie. I don't want your life. <laughs> all right. And that's the end. No post-credit frostling scene? No. Tony, why don't you go first? Oh, oh good one. Tony, never go first. <laughs> all right. Sweeney Todd. So, <laughs> oh, no, 1340. My favorite character is... Uh, Bullwolf? Bullvi? Bullvi. Bullvi. <laughs> or Weath, just because I like uh, Tony Curran and his uh, hot topic hair. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character was none. I liked everybody in this it's movie. It's hard to pick it. Yeah. I mean, you can go with bad guys, but they're just bad guys playing yeah. bad guys. But I thought everybody in this movie did a great job, and I liked everyone in it. My favorite scene is when... How do you say his name? Bullwolf? Bullvi. 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 When Bullvi dies on his, on his pauper throne or whatever with the mm-hmm. sword, that was really awesome. Uh, my favorite line... Bullvi got a lot of health, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> favorite line is in the beginning. Elaine said it when they throw they throw um, Arab the sword and he's like, uh, I cannot lift this. And they're like, well, then grow stronger. <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object is the scimitar-like sword that he makes. You're stumbling, you fucker. Sorry. <laughs> um, I will... I will do a hard maybay. A, a high maybay. Yes. I like this movie. It's really cool. I don't know if it's a must-see, because there's not a whole lot that, you know, that you haven't seen in other movies. But it's a fun movie, and it's fast. Like, I didn't think it was slow. I, I sat there, I was like, this is cool. So, that's me. Who's up? All right, John. Oh, my <laughs> favorite character is also Bullvi. Mm-hmm. Um, my least favorite character, I'm gonna go with Angus. Mm-hmm. Because which one's he? The redhead that gets killed by Hergar to prove the point. Oh, okay. Um, he kind of got tricked, but yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> his, it's his, almost like a David and Goliath fight. He was <laughs> just brute strength. My favorite scene. Is that scene where um, Hergar kills shield. Angus? Shield breaking. Mm-hmm. She's like, whatever, little man. And he's like, all right, motherfucker. <laughs> um, my favorite line is, ha 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 ha! If they don't follow us, we know we can't make it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this guy's really happy about dying. <laughs> all His the name? Time. They all have like names and then whatever Tumble. they are. His is Hergar the Joyous. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mr. There Joyce, he's always really upbeat he's about dying. He's joyful even when he <laughs> might like, be dying. It's like, this is my time to die. This is believe, awesome. Believe they're just going to go follow with their family. So, yeah, I mean, none more that. that. He's going home to Oak. It's dying of old age that's scary. It's yeah. not dying in battle. And my favorite tertiary object was the sword. But now I'm going to go with the Arabian horse. I was going to say uh, the dog horse. The dog, the dog. yeah. Spot. 
He's a good and dog. I'll yay this movie. Um, it is. You can't watch it often. You got to watch this like once a year, if that, just to be like, oh hey, this movie. It's not bad. It's not great. It's not my people, but I enjoy watching them because they're your people's. Oh. <laughs> Carly. All right. My favorite character was the joyous. Hairgar. Hair joyous. The joyous. <laughs> I was like, I was the dude who translated for them in the beginning, because I didn't know who was who. <laughs> it was so hard. There was a couple of times where I thought I had figured out who was somebody, and then I would scribble it out in my notes and write down a different name, because they finally called them by name in the fucking closed captioning. <laughs> so annoying. My least favorite character was the prince of the village that they save. Yeah. The one who killed his brothers. Yes. He gotcha. just seems like a piece of shit. Prince douche. He does bag. not join them to try to fight at all. Where is he? Yeah. We don't know. He's like a coward. He's a Joffrey. Prince Wigliff. He's oh, still well. alive, and I bet Hairgar we- is not Wigliff. want Hairgar there. <laughs> Maybe that's where I bet Hairgar killed him. After this is over, it's like, oh, hey, you're still alive. And you know <laughs> that dude's dad was like, uh, Bullvi, if if you live. You can have this kingdom. <laughs> you just stab him and throw a bear pelt next to him. Not worthy. <laughs> he won't even fight for us. Um, so anyway, then my favorite scene was um, Bolvi coming out and killing the leader, and then dying. <laughs> my favorite line was give an Arab a sword and he'll make a knife. It works. When you die, can I give that to my daughter? Give that to me, daughter. And my favorite tertiary object was the bottomless horn of mead. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like passed around from person to person. And they're all just drinking. It's not very big. They had to hollow that out. It's like, how much can you fit in there? What kind of drill did they use? And I will yay it. I don't, I didn't love excited. it. I didn't love it, but it was perfectly good. So go ahead and watch it. She says it's canon, right? There's nothing bad about it. No. No, it's not. People people shit on it, It and I don't know why. It is really hard to find a a, a least favorite character in this. Well, it's also also hard to find a movie like this where there's not some really, really, really ridiculous crazy shit in it. Yeah. Like, this isn't that crazy. Like, this could happen, I guess. I'm sure something like this happened. Like, I forget, because I hadn't seen it in so long, I was like, okay, so what's going to be in this cave? Is there going to be some kind of monster or something? You know what I mean? But it's like, no, it's just some crazy Tony was waiting for some high fantasy. Yeah. (laughs) It's not. This is is fine. It's more like the opposite of fantasy. It's kind of like the I Kill Giants. Yeah. (laughs) Where you keep waiting for the fantasy, but no, the cool thing is it's not a fantastic creature. It's actually men preying on their fears. It reminded me of a more realistic version of Brother. Brotherhood of the Wolf. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's kind of similar. Like I, I feel like I have, but it's been a really long time. Well, well it's I... Turn. It's my turn. Oh, yeah. My favorite scene, or my favorite character is also Hairgar the Joyous, and my least favorite character is Prince what, Wigliff the Humber- Evil. Yeah. Humperdinck. 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 Fuck Humperdinck. Yeah. Unless, unless you're Jerry Humperdinck the vampire, and then also, you're pretty I was like, Vantage, by the way. He didn't even really need to be in this movie. No. <laughs> like, it was, like there was he's a not subplot. really in the movie. There was probably a subplot where he had more to do, but yeah. they were like, nah, it I slows like, down the movie. Or it's I not feel really like he was in the movie just so they could have that fight between Hairgar and Angus. Yeah. Which was cool. Which was yeah. a good fight. Which is my favorite scene. My Did favorite you know scene, much like Carly's, is the final battle between Bulvi and the leader of the Ven, the, the war leader. Horns. My favorite line is the prayer. 
Lo, do I see my yes. father. I have always very much loved that. Elaine wants that on her tombstone. What if, tombstone? If she gets one. If not, we're going <laughs> to put it in the side of the We book. have we established that Elaine drops. We need to get rid of the corpse right Quickly. there. Quickly. Kill it. Set Burn me it. on fire Set immediately. On fire. No she does one not want to be a zombie or a mummy or anything undead. <laughs> no, no. I okay. do not. All right. You can put it um, on a plaque where you scatter my ashes or something. <laughs> But it, I've always been very attracted to that. It, it does speak to a part of my own so ethnic back, background, which I find very... Um, and she's tall. <laughs> yeah, I am tall, but... <laughs> it's all right. My, uh, my favorite... She's large. And she's large. <laughs> to say. That's why she put on heels and I wasn't wearing shoes. I went, Jesus, you're a giant. <laughs> what I kind of wanted at the end of this movie was a scene... Of them figuring out what's going to happen with all these women and children who, like Tony said, what if they get a new don't worry about that priestess? Like I kind of was like, why don't they just take them back with them? Or <laughs> don't worry about that, Elaine. You're still <laughs> don't, don't my worry favorite about it. tertiary well. <laughs> object is Skeld's uh, uh, tattoo on his face. I think okay. it's it's just a cool facial tattoo. You know, like and that was more face tattoos were trendy. You don't see it often, and it and I often find. Those um, face the warrior markings in movies interesting. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the one in the Mummy. Mm-hmm. The guy has the writing under yeah. his eyes. It reminded me of Alien versus Predator, but where you get the mark. Yeah, but I I a facial tattoo is not like nowadays when people get them they're ridiculous. <laughs> but these are obviously meaningful, and I just like the way it designates a warrior, a, a special yeah. kind of warrior. So he I does find, stand down from them with that. Yes, he does. <laughs> and it looks really cool. Not something I'd want on my face, but something that looks really cool. So as I said, this movie I think it's something you got to be in the mood for. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very enjoyable, and there's nothing. There's good battle scenes. The movie, the movie moves moves at a pretty fast pace. The plot is makes sense. Good actors. The ensemble cast is great, even though most of these guys you probably never heard of unless you, you watch a lot of, you know, Norwegian cinema. <laughs> Can't say that I do. <laughs> but, or you might recognize them. A lot of these guys were henchmen in various TV shows and movies. Mm-hmm. So, so you're you, gonna yay it. But Clearly. of course I'm gonna yay it. But I'm just saying <laughs> it's, it's a good movie and people seem to shit on it. But I don't. I don't understand why because it's a it's a good movie and I don't understand why it didn't make more money. I could, feel like it's could a, have just been the time that it came out. I mean, you yeah, maybe if they put it out now, it would do phenomenal. But uh, so that's the thirteenth warrior, my friends. Carly, please find us on Facebook.com/slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast on Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast. And you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We would like to know how you feel about this movie and any other one we've covered. And I also need to point out that Elaine and I both had some of our shortest episodes recently. <laughs> well, right not- around an hour and a half. We're yeah. usually hovering around two I hours. tried to keep it at a good pace. Like, I wasn't going to try to describe any of the battles. And I cut out a lot of the dialogue, which is actually pretty witty. Mm. They do tend to make fun of each other quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do. Well, all right. Well, next time on the podcast is John's pick. I decided to go with like I looked for this movie and I was like, wow, how is this even going to qualify as underappreciated? It just decided to change videos on me. Okay, <laughs> how did this even underappreciate? But it is Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's the Samuel Jackson one. Sam Jackson, nice, and Jeremy Irons. Hmm. And who else is in that? Uh, this is the one without Carl Winslow. Yeah. 
No Twinkies. Yeah, no, Carl Winslow. Jeremy Irons ain't been on the podcast yet. No. That's because I haven't... I just... Wasn't he in that you dumpster? Done Kingdom du- of the uh, Kingdom of Heaven. I will not do Kingdom of Heaven. I don't like that movie. I find it very hard to keep track of what's happening in that movie. Like There's a lot going on. It is like yeah. there should have been a prequel explaining a bunch of stuff. Because <laughs> yeah. um, it's well historically wrong. No. Other than that, yeah. I cannot keep track of what's happening in the Kingdom of the Heaven. This is your closing song. I was gonna do the Viking prayer, but apparently there's a fucking one minute long intro before we get to it. <laughs> Kind of ridiculous. Should we wait? It's just the sound of rain. No, do I see my. You're supposed to talk over the song, honey. Yeah, that's true. That's what you do. It's not a song, it's a movie clip. Yes, but it's still somebody else's copyrighted material. Yeah. Right, fine. Line of my people. Back to the beginning. <laughs> Hello! Do they call to me? They Well, they keep cutting away to the battle. It's the battle how long? Forever. Forever. Oh, my friends. Drive a low rider. <laughs> <laughs>